You got to go out there and take it. You want it, you got to take it. Nobody's going to come knocking on the door to give it to you. Nobody's going to wake you up in your sleep and tell you, hey, dreams came true without working for it. You want it, you go get it. No excuses. Nobody's going to do it for you. Quit asking for handouts and start asking where to begin. Work hard, make it happen. Fuck. Fuck. I say all that to say, I should have been in the car 43 minutes ago on my way up to Los Angeles to beat the traffic for a concert. Here I am. I'm in this chair. I'm speaking into this microphone. And I am here. I'm the pulse. I'm the beacon of hope. I'm the beacon of stability for the fans of Detroit. We're here to talk about the Red Wings, the Pistons, the Tigers, the Lions, the Wolverines, and the Spartans. Nobody else is going to do it like we do it here. I guarantee you that. They would all be in the car right now. They'd be eating Funyuns and halfway up the I-94. Not me. I'm right here. Let's get into it. I mean, that that was a little much. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. There's someone at home right now. Maybe they've clicked off. That would suck. Hopefully you hear me out. There's someone at home right now going, this fucking guy's got problems. Maybe. Maybe. That was high strung. I'll give you that. That was a little much. That was like Dwayne The Rock Johnson prime steroid era. That was a little much. Stone cold fucking stunner. That was a little much. I'll give it to you. I'm, I'm my, I pride myself on my self-awareness. People go, this guy's fucking weird. Listen, guys, I just had something come over me. I wanted to do a little motivational. I'm not a big motivational guy. Like my motivational speech in real life, if you're like, Hey, I got to go box someone who's six, five, two fifty, motivate me. I'd say, believe in yourself and then go, go do it. Go box him. He's sitting right there. Fucking kick his ass. That'd be my motivation. I just wanted to play the character for a bit. Sue me. Sue me. I wanted to get fucking rowdy for a second. One time with my people, with the people of the great state of Michigan, the great city of Detroit, the fans, my brothers in arms, my sisters in arms, I hope some of you out there, the ones that just suffer week in and week out, month after month, year over year, just withstanding the blast of a nuclear explosion. One day we're going to finish these rebuilds doing damn well. That year seems to put itself off year after year after year. But here we are, linked arms, refusing to budge, feet dug into the sand, protecting and putting on for this great city. I think I'm out of motivation, but we're still here. We're still here. Listen, don't say I never did anything for you. I appreciate everybody who's here. I appreciate everybody listening, watching, however you're consuming. I appreciate the support. If you've ever DM'd me, you've ever interacted, you've ever shared the podcast, you've ever been on your way to work thinking, God damn it, dude, this job sucks. And then I say something, you go, ha ha. And there's a smile on your face. And you realize, you know what? The sun just came out. And you know what? It's a, there's a little crispiness in the air. That thing that makes you go, and just hounding. To, to have a good time. You know what? You go, life isn't so bad. This job isn't that boring. If I've ever been a part of one of those moments in your life, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm glad you're here. Don't say I never did anything for you. I should have been in the car. My friend's going to be angry. I'm going to walk in the door. First thing he's going to say is, dude, I was about to go to bed, man. I'm going to be like, I fucking got, I got to pay bills, brother. You think I pay bills with my nine to five? Fuck no, man. It's the podcast. It's the Detroiter. That's how I can afford to have a bed to sleep in. So how can I afford to keep my meat fresh in the refrigerator over there? You think it's the job? You think it's the corporate job? No, dude. 
No, it's me sitting in front of this microphone talking to the legions of string heads out there. The people who know art when they see it, who know a good t-shirt, streetwear, sportswear. When they see it, who know comedy, who know Detroit, who know sports. All right, I'm done. Let's talk about it. I got to keep it short. I've already gone way over with the preamble. This intro, I was supposed to be like maybe that first minute and then let's just fucking go. And here we are three minutes in. I'm going to try and keep this one 30 to 35. Now, let me preface it. I've, I think about what I do with these podcasts a lot and I think, all right, how can I make it better? How do I make it more entertaining? This, that, the other thing. And I've always kind of thought I could make it more concise. A lot of times when I speak about something, I just did it for three minutes. I kind of ramble on and we rehash and I kind of think of new ways to say it. I do that because I think it's kind of funny. One, depending on how I say it that day. Two, I do it to drive a point home, right? Don't say I never did anything for you. That's like the 10th time I've said it. I do it to drive a point home. I should have been in the car 40 minutes ago. And, um, you know, it's tough to do shit alone. If I could say I should have been in the car 40 minutes ago and then I had someone going, oh, well, blah, 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 ask me a question back. It's a lot easier. But when you're alone, you got to kind of figure it out. Um, but we're going to try and keep it short. I've meant I thought about doing this just for the traditional non-rush podcast more too, just like. All right, say your thought, maybe make a joke, elaborate a little bit, and then move on to the next topic. But I don't want to put out 20, 30-minute podcasts. I like the 45 to an hour. Today, we need the 30 minutes, so we're going to give it a go. We're going to start with the Detroit Lions. Um, they lost to Miami last week. Uh, it doesn't get more classic for these guys. I mean, 14-0 lead, you lose the game. What the fuck else is new? The sun's going to come up tomorrow. Um, the moon comes out at nighttime. The sky hopefully is blue wherever you live. Water is, in fact, blue. Water's also wet. 14-0 lead. You blow the game. You lose to the Dolphins. And I know the Dolphins are better this year. I know they have the weapons. And I know our defense hasn't necessarily been the strength. 14-point leads in the NFL are supposed to mean something, man. Like, <laughs> and now we're 1-6. and six. Aubrey Pleasant... Got fired, poor guy. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, at some point, you're one and six. There were hopes, certainly after week one, week two, week three. There were some hopes for this team after hard knocks, for sure. And it's just gone into the ground all year long. It's just getting worse week after week. Dan Campbell, the whole, let's bite some knees, man. And I love you guys, man. Starts to fall on deaf ears when you lose every fucking time you play the game and your head coach doesn't know how timeouts work. So we're kind of in the dog days already. Not even November, barely November. Didn't need to be November. And the Lions season is over. Now let's talk about Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson. Who do we want to go get in the draft? I mean, that's where we're at. It's a tale as old as time. We're going to come to Thanksgiving. The game is not going to matter even in the slightest. It's going to be one of those games where hopefully we lose so we get a better pick for the millionth year in a row. Dan Campbell is coming down to it. Next year, I believe he will be the head coach to start next season. But if they start off like this again, I think if they started off like one and three, one and four at the most next year, I think he's gone. Like he's starting to wear thin. And I don't think it's like he's wearing thin because people dislike him and people in the locker room go, what the fuck is this guy's deal? I think that's why Patricia started to wear thin was it was like, this guy's a douchebag and he sucks at coaching. Well, why the fuck is he here? Dan Campbell, I do think people still like. I do think those guys want to play for him. I mean, they played hard. 31-27, the offense got back on track a little bit. Even though the defense, they gave up 31, they blew the 14-point lead, and they lost the game. The defense did look a little bit better than they have 
you have to admit it, it still isn't good. It's still not even okay, but they looked a little bit better. And Miami's offense has some electric components to it with Cheetah, Jalen Waddle, which by the way, I wish I could. Can we get someone? Can we get David Penguin in the draft, dude? And we can all just whack, whack, whack. I wish I could do that, Selly. It's so cold. Tua coming back from getting his brain bashed in, which hopefully he still remembers how to spell his last name. He looked pretty good out there against Detroit, but then so again, everybody does. Mitch Trubisky did a couple times. Geno Smith, who actually might just straight up be good. I'm sure Justin Fields and the Bears next week are going to put up like a 40-piece, even though they haven't scored on anyone. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are in disarray. Everyone's looking around like, you should have hung it up. Brady should have hung it up. The Packers stink. How'd they let Devontae go? He's got nobody to throw it to. They can't make plays. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to come to Detroit this week, and they're going to start their NFC Championship run. They're going to figure it out. Rodgers, the light switch is going to go off. They're going to hang a 40-piece. We're going to lose the game, and next thing you know, it's going to be January 10th, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be squaring off against Hurts and the Eagles for the NFC Championship, and it's going to start at Ford Field Sunday. That's how I feel about the Lions. I mean, what is there to talk about? Because it's it's I'm not going to come on here and go, well, maybe they have a chance because A, they don't. B, I don't want them to have a chance. We're one in six. The season's over. We're not going to make the playoffs. The season's over. Let's get the number one overall pick. And if we want to take Will Anderson, fine. If we want to take Bryce Young, fine. That's it. That's where we're at. I don't want to come on here and go, this is we could beat the Packers if this happens. Listen, dude, I know the Packers suck. I know everybody fucking knows it's all ESPN and them talking about Aaron Rodgers. What's wrong with the Packers? Aaron Rodgers is washed. He should have hung it up. Did the ayahuasca make him forget the playbook as he was enlightened? Like what's going on? He's going to figure it out. They're going to look unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers, dude, he's going to have like five incompletions this week. They're going to punt it twice. Maybe we'll put up like 21. They'll put up 35 and we're going to lose the game again because they're the Packers. We're the lions. And that's just how the world works guys. That's just the way things go. At least in this season, we thought maybe this team would be different. We heard Dan Campbell give the speech. Those games we lost, man, we're going to start turning those into wins, man. This is the team. This is the year, man. We're changing the culture. We heard him say it. We thought this might be it. It's not. I know they've played hard. I know the offense has looked pretty good sans the Patriots game and one other game. Was it the Cowboys? I know this offense looks – this offense has been better. I know the team, I think in general, it does look better. They are more competitive than they were last year. I mean, they take a lot of these teams to the wire. Outside of the Pats and the Cowboys, every game's been close. They weren't doing that like they are this year, last year. So it has, I think, improved. I think improved. But we're still the same fucking guys. We're still in the same fucking boat, looking at the same fucking thing, and with the same goddamn goals, which isn't to win games, which isn't to make the playoffs. The goal again, November just started three days ago. The goal again is let's get the number one pick. And I don't know, maybe we'll do something. Now, they traded Hawk, which I think is a great move. There are people out there that don't love it, and I don't understand why. I understand that you don't like he's with the Vikings, but here's the thing. He's either A, going to be a rental, and this season doesn't matter. If the Vikings, we play him once more, they beat us by a 1,000, great. It doesn't fucking matter. That helps us get Bryce Young, and he'll be gone after the season. Or two, he plays with the Vikings this year, and then they give him $15 million a year or some other bad contract. And next thing you know, the Vikings are dog shit because they give out max con- – or not max contracts, but they give out top five tight end money to guys like TJ Hawkinson who can't block and rarely impact games which is fine. And I like talk. 
I thought he was a good piece in Detroit. I always thought we underutilized them. If he goes to Minnesota and he breaks out and he gets that money and it's like, oh shit, this guy actually is somebody and he did deserve that money. It won't be because of TJ Hawkinson. It will be because of the way he's utilized. And if you look at what Ben Johnson's done with our offense already in this year, yes, the two games where they laid absolute stinkers, shit happens. The offense has been worlds better than it was last year. The offense is actually competent. Like the offense could win us some games. TJ Hawkinson is still a no-show and he's made some plays. He's had a couple games. Once Amon Ra went out, he played better. He got a little bit more production, but there's never once he's been here four years. Never once in my life. Do I remember going, damn, thank God we have TJ Hawkinson. Otherwise we would have lost. Damn it, dude. TJ won us that game. Let's go Hawk. And everyone said the Falcons game when Gurley fumbled, there's your answer. Gurley fumbled. Kenny Galladay, if I remember correctly, had the most ridiculous catch I've ever seen to get us near the end zone. Matthew Stafford doing what Matthew Stafford does in the fourth quarter at the end of the game. And TJ Hawkinson just happened to be the guy who caught the touchdown. He didn't take over that game. We didn't feed TJ Hawkinson all day to win that game. He was just the guy who caught the last pass. Benny Fowler caught Peyton Manning's last pass. He isn't the reason Peyton Manning won a bunch of games. He isn't the reason they won that game if they even did, right? He just happened to be the guy. I hope TJ Hawkinson has success. I hope if he does have that success, it's not in the NFC North. I don't think Minnesota will re-sign him for big money, and I do think he will want big money. So I think it's a good move if you're the Lions. And Brad Holmes' comments, which were pretty funny just because it was so like, what? He goes, yeah, we would have made the same deal if we were six and one instead of one and six. I'm like, what? That's what, dude, are you talking about? A, that doesn't make sense. If we were six and one and you got rid of our starting tight end, people would be like, what the fuck are you thinking? Um, B, you don't need to clarify it. We're, we're smart. We all understand. We suck dick. Uh, he's going to fetch some draft picks. We're not going to resign him for big money. So you trade him. There you go. You don't need to clarify it and go justify your decision. Go, well, if we were good, we still would trade him. He's that bad. He's that useless. <laughs> kind of a tough scene. A little bit of a ricochet shot for TJ. I don't think Brad Holmes meant it. And I understand what he was trying to say. I just thought it was funny. Like, it's all good, dude. We get it. We stink. He can get draft picks, which will help us not stink more than it will paying him big money to help us not stink. So, Get rid of them. Take the picks. I understand. You don't need to create the fake world in which we're six and one. I don't even know if in your imagination that world exists. Somebody call up Willy Wonka. A world of pure imagination can do too. And you see in a dove of pure imagination. I don't think the Lions being six and one exists in the world of pure imagination. They have a chocolate river. Two and a half foot people that have green hair and orange skin that grow chocolate and candy on trees. Believable. Lions, pure imagination, six and one. That's where you start to lose me. That's a bridge a little bit too far. So it's all good, Brad. You're the GM. You made the, the decision you thought was right. I happen to agree with you. It's okay. Lions play the Packers this week. I think we're going to lose. I think this will be the week that two months from now, everyone's like, that's where they got it. That's when Rodgers figured it out. Go figure. It's against the Detroit fucking Lions. I mean, there, there's nothing else to say. I don't know. I, I I don't even, like, I don't want to talk about them. It's November 3rd as I speak, and I'm ready for the season to be over. That's where we're at with the Lions. All right, let me take one quick break, and then we'll hit the re- – no Tigers because fuck them. We'll do a little bit of Pistons. We'll do a little bit of Red Wings, probably hit another break, and then um, 
close it off with Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State, honestly, I hate to say this, my boys, the green and white. We got Illinois on the road this weekend, 14, Illinois, the best season they've had since like the early 2000s with Juice Williams and them. They're similar to the Lions. What do you want me to say? I hope we win. I hope Peyton Thorne figures it out. And it makes me sick that he's going to be the guy that starts. I hope Jaden Reed has a day. In Illinois, he'll probably have a lot of friends and family at the game. I hope he feasts. Keon Coleman, I hope he keeps it up and showing everybody why he is what we think he is. I hope the run game figures it out. That's not going to fucking happen. I hope the offensive line gets better. I doubt it. Peyton Thorne, doubt he'll be good. I hate that he's going to fucking start. Defense, hopefully they keep improving. Xavier Henderson, I hope he has a good game. I hope the seniors have fun. I hope the seniors play a good game. Oh, but what about a bowl game? I honestly, it'd be cool to make a bowl game. I honestly don't give a fuck. This season has been so pathetic. What happened last week was so embarrassing that I don't give a fuck. I'm in the same boat with MSU. Just end it. Let's finish the fucking season so I don't need to watch another three-hour slate on my Saturday watching these guys be embarrassing on both sides of the football. Uh, The defense has gotten a little better. Can't watch another second of the offense. Um, I don't want to hear any more about Mel Tucker. I want a new crop of players. I want new quarterback, Caden Hauser. I want new guys on the offensive line. I want Keon Coleman. <clears throat> Trey Mosley, I think, will come back. Jeremy Bernard, I want new. I just want new faces. I want a fresh start. I'm done. I hope we beat, beat Illinois. It doesn't mean shit if we do. All it is, we ruined Illinois' season. Great. I almost feel bad. Illinois has been irrelevant in football since the mid-2000s. You ruined Illinois' Rose Bowl run. Or you ruined Illinois' season. I, I'm, that, I feel bad that they won't go to the Big Ten Championship game. That's honestly how I would feel. I want State to win. I, but I'd be like, oh, if it's Ohio State, ruin the season. Michigan, Penn State, ruin the season. Wisconsin, ruin the season. Northwestern, ruin the season. Illinois, it's like, oh, that's too bad for those guys. They lost to us, too. It's not like Michigan's the team that knocked them off. Like, fuck. Lost to us? Ugh, that sucks for you guys. So I don't know. It's it's Your parents always said it. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's where I'm at with Michigan State. Quick break, Red Wings Pistons. Uh, the Stones are not good. God damn it, dude. God damn it, dude. The, st- the Pistons are fucking ass. The Pistons are ass, bro. Oh, they're two and seven. Got smoked by the Bucks two nights ago. Um, I think they play tonight. Don't know who to play. Don't care. Definitely won't watch. <laughs> the Pistons suck, bro. I mean, it's all the fucking same, dude. I can't stop laughing because it's so ironic. I can't stop laughing because... During the pandemic, and even before, like all throughout college, I'd be sitting there. I, I'm a fan of Barstool. I like the ringer. I just like like sports media. I like people who talk about sports and then do the comedy stuff. They'll talk about movies. I just love like podcasts and entertainment and that kind of shit. Love comedians, all that good stuff. And I sat there like towards the end of college, definitely once COVID started, and I'd be like, damn, dude. You know, they got like Barstool Chicago. Obviously, it started in Boston. They've got all these guys from New York, from Philly. 
how do they they don't have anyone from Detroit? Like we're such a great sports town. We're kind of they've got Chicago. Detroit's naturally right there. I feel like it's kind of a barstool type place. Michigan is. Um, it's got like the Midwest grit. I understand why they don't have barstool Los Angeles. I understand shit like that. But I, I was like, you know what? Nobody does it. Why does nobody do it? There seems like an opportunity there. So I decided to do it. I love sports. It's how I spend all my free time. As I'm speaking, as I'm podcasting, I'm watching the Houston Astros hit in the top of the eighth, game five of the World Series. I really, I really want the Phillies to win. Philadelphia, if you're listening, I really am pulling for your fight in Phils. And it's not because I love Phillies baseball, although they are electric. It's not because I love Bryce Harbor and Schwarbo and Reese Hoskins, although they are also electric. The guys hit home runs like nobody I've ever seen. It's not because you were the worst team to make the playoffs and now you're making this crazy run. That's also electric. I need the Phils to win this World Series because I'm making the most quality, the most unique, one-of-a-kind, absolute gasser t-shirt design for the Phillies winning the World Series that you've ever seen. Promise you that. You're going to wear it down the street. God forbid you wear it in the state of Pennsylvania. It's going to get torn off your body. It's going to be worse than Michael Jackson walking down Times Square. You are going to be scratched up. You're going to be clawed. Your shirt's going to be ripped. You're going to break that thing out in Delco. You're going to go to the bank, yo. I don't even know how Philly, I can't do it. Point is, it's going to be the sickest design you've ever seen. I need the Phils to win this World Series. As I was saying, I spend all my free time watching sports. I love sports. I like following sports, especially Detroit sports. So I was like, fuck, let me fill this. Let me fill this void. Let me be the Detroit guy. Let Dave Portnoy come calling one day and go, you run Barstool Detroit. That's what's going to happen. So I had to start. And so I did. And I'm laughing about these Pistons because since I started and before I started, since 2015, (laughs) since 2015, it's been the same story with every single team in the city. Maybe they get a good draft pick. Maybe they get a young guy. Maybe they bring in a new coach. Maybe the GM's new. It's a new year. Hey, may, I, okay, I don't know. Let's see what they got. Well, they did this and this in the offseason, so they should be a little better. Well, they drafted this guy, and he's supposed to be the real deal, so they should be a little better. <laughs> it's the same shit. It's the same shit, dude. Just bad. The worst. Not like that's the thing. Not only bad, like maybe the worst all the fucking time. The Stones are 2-7. and seven. It's we got Cade Cunningham. We just added Jaden Ivey. We added Jalen Duran. Sadiq Bay's in year three. Isaiah Stewart, I believe, is in year three, year two, or year three. Killian Hayes, same thing. And we're just fucking bad. We're just really bad again. And before the season, not not I or I think anyone else was expecting, hey. Pistons might fuck around and win a playoff series. Nobody was doing that. But I think before the season, people were going, they'll be interesting. They might win some games. Like, dude, Cade Sadiq and Jaden Ivey right off the rip. I know they're very, very young. Jaden Ivey's been awesome. Sadiq's been pretty good. Cade, after the first four, has been great. He wasn't good against Milwaukee on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. But Cade's been great. Cade's been Cade. Stu's been pretty good. Jalen Duran's been pretty good. I think he's coming along. But once he gets going, he's going to be a specimen. Boyan Bogdanovich has been awesome. The starting five for the Pistons has been pretty good. Now, they have no fucking bench. I, I, me coming off the bench and standing in the corner and just catch, shoot, catch, shoot, may be a better option offensively than anybody else that comes off the bench for the Pistons. But it's like another year. 
we had Cade last year and it was great. And then we were the worst team again. And then we got Jaden Ivy and we stole Jalen Duran from the Hornets and we're the worst team again. And then it's like this year, what if we get Wemby? We have Cade, we've got Ivy, we've got Dern, we've got Stu, we've got Boyan. Now we've got Wemby, we've got Sadiq. Uh, are, are we just going to be the worst again? I don't know. It's funny because we all get so fired up, and me included. Like, I was excited to watch some Pistons this year. I was excited to see some cool highlights pop up, right? I was excited to have a reason to tune in on a Friday night. And then it's, here we are. Here we are. Just like, oh, well, it was fun for the fucking one game against the Magic. I don't know. I don't know. I I get it. I don't want to be too down on the Pistons because I get it. It's not like this is their year. We're expecting them to do anything crazy. But not being the worst one time would be fun. And it's not just the Pistons, too. It's like the Red Wings, same shit. Tigers, same shit except worse. Lions, same shit. All of them every year. It's like, well, this happened. We added worst 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 you remember the tigers if any of you were listening back then when the tiger season started back in march or april i was sitting here going why can't these guys fuck around and compete for a wild card spot not saying they'll make it but game 160 we're still in the hunt game 170 it's still interesting why not or they play 162 i'm thinking 182 game 140 they're in the hunt game 150 it's still interesting why not Fucking, they were done by game 20. Game 20, and it was over with. It's just it's just hilarious. It's hilarious that, like, this is... What the fuck are the Phillies doing, man? Dude, that's just bad. Who's the first... Is that Reese Hoskins? You better hit a dinger in the bottom. That was fucking terrible, dude. They just gave away a run to the Astros. It's just funny that it's year over year, same shit. We get excited. We added this fucking garbage. Not only garbage, but the worst. Um, lighter note though, lighter note, Red Wings won tonight, stole a game from the Caps. They were celebrating the 96, 97 Stanley cup championship team. So that's always a treat. Anytime you can relive Detroit having one of, if not the best team that's ever been assembled in the NHL, it's a good time. And it's the absolute perfect antidote for the poison that I just spoke about for the last seven minutes. We stink. It's bad. We haven't been good. Hey, let's, you know what? It, I get it. It sucks. Let's take the day and let's just talk about the 96, 97 Red Wings. Let's talk about when we had like 10 Hall of Famers on our hockey team. Let's talk about when we were beating guys 6-1 and we weren't even lacing up the skates. Let's talk about when our third liners would have been first liners on half the other teams in the league. Let's talk about when the expectation wasn't I hope we're okay. It wasn't, let's make the playoffs. It wasn't, win a playoff series. The expectation every single year for like 10 years was win the Stanley Cup. Maybe even more, maybe 15 years. There, It wasn't make the play. Win the Stanley Cup. Don't go to the final. Win the Stanley Cup every single year for 15. And they did it four times. Let's talk about those days. You're feeling a little down you're tighter, everybody losing. The Red Wings have been pretty good to start the year, right? I, I don't want to lump them in too much, but it is still early, right? They still have and the Red Wings, so to speak, or at least the Red Wings of the last few years where they blew a game again, or they got smoked by Buffalo the other night. They blew that game to Chicago earlier in the season. Like, they've already had some games where it's like, like, here we go. Here we go, guys. Like, we're supposed to be better than this now. 
This isn't supposed to still be happening, right? Tonight was a fresh reminder. They had the 96-97 champs. Seeing Vladdy in the house was unreal. That shit is that shit's crazy, dude. I I re or I watched that Unrivaled documentary actually like a week ago, last week or the week before. Very recently I watched the Unrivaled documentary. That Vladdy story is fucking heartbreaking, man. It's good to see him still up and at him, right? It's still good to see that he can make that trip there. He's got the collared shirt on. They took the picture with the cup, and he's front and center with a smile on his face. It was good to see. I, it's stuff like that that I was zero years old when that happened, negative one even for part of the season. <laughs> but being someone from Detroit who grew up with the Red Wings and grew up like I would watch the Red Wings with my dad every single night, grew up with them being the team where it's the Lions are going to be the Lions. The Pistons were pretty good back then. The Tigers were pretty good too, but you could set your watch to the Red Wings. We're hockey town. We're Detroit. We have the Red Wings. They're better than your fucking hockey team, and I don't even need to check the stats. I grew up with that, and it all stemmed from these legendary teams in the 90s and the story, the rivalry with the Colorado Avalanche, just the building of that team, the Russian Five, the, um, the, the history long before then with the production line, Steve Eiserman being the youngest captain in club history. And then you start to add the Swedes, Holmstrom, Lidstrom, Zetterberg, Cronwall, Dotsuk enters the fray. You have the story with Vladdy. It was just like there's so many things about the Red Wings in those days that when I was growing up and now it is the Lidstrom, Zetterberg, Dotsuk era, and they're still winning games and the expectation still is to win Stanley Cups. I don't know. I know I wasn't around for it, but I still feel like I was a part of it. I still feel like those 90s Red Wings teams are a part of me and a part of my fandom and certainly why I love the Red Wings so much. So that was great to see. And the Red Wings won a hockey game. How about that? The Red Wings went out and they kind of stole one from the Caps. They got outplayed. They got outshot 36 to 24 or 34 to 26, something like that. Either way, they got outshot by Washington. Ovi scored a goal, tied Gordie Howe for the most goals ever for one franchise, like 700-something, and they came out and won the game. They were getting circle skated around them. Uh, Vili Husso stood on his head, and I have to say I like Nadelkovic. It was a great move at the time, and he's had some good spurts, right, with the wings. He has. I know we're splitting them 50-50, and you got to keep Husso healthy. You got to keep him not overworked for when we make that Stanley Cup run this year, right? He can't be starting all the regular season games if you want him to start game seven when we hoist the cup. But, dude, Nedeljkovic needs to elevate. It feels like every night Husso starts, we win, and every night Nedeljkovic starts, we lose. And I know the blue line hasn't been great. Robert Hag and Gustav Lindstrom, terrible. Even Mo Sider, as much as I hate to say it, has had some moments of weakness where he's just lazy turnovers. Just bad plays in our own zone at center ice, and it's Mo. Mo, you're better than that. I know you're only 19 or 20 or 21, whatever he is, but he's better than that. The defense has not been great. The blue line, we need Edmondson and Wallinder and some of those guys to come along and fill out the prospects we need them to be. But, man, the blue line's got to be better. And I know they kind of hang the goalie out to dry. But, listen, Villy's making the, some of the saves. Villy's keeping us in the game. Villy's the reason we won the game tonight. Washington was peppering them. They had a plethora of chances where we either made a terrible mistake and turned it over, or they got us all twisted around and out of position. And it's a golden scoring chance, and Billy Husso bails the team out. I get it. 
I get it. The defense makes bad plays, and there's going to be moments where it's like, hey, well, what's Nadelkovic supposed to do? I don't know, but Huso does it. And at some point, it is early, and you want to go 50-50, and you want to keep them fresh. Listen, we're in maybe the best division in hockey, okay? Um, you've got to win every game that you can. And if Vili Huso is the guy that's clearly better, when he plays, we win. He needs to play more, plain and simple. That's just what it is. As far as the rest of the team, Larkin's unreal, man. Kubalik's unreal. Raymond scored again. He got off the schneid, I think, one or two games ago with two, and he's been hot ever since. I think the last game, yeah, it was against Minnesota. We won 2-1. Who saw in that? Just another stellar performance. But Raymond netted another beautiful power play goal, tic-tac-toe. Kubalik winding up for the slap shot and just slapping it across the crease, and then Raymond kind of mishandling it and playing it skate to stick and burying it. Nasty finish from Raymond in front, but the power play clicks. Kubalik has been a beautiful addition. I, I don't, I'd love to know why Chicago got rid of him because he doesn't make a ton of money. He's still young. He was a high draft pick. So there's always been a belief that this guy's got some potential to him. Couldn't tell you why Chicago let him go, but I'm certainly glad they did. Cause he's been awesome for Detroit. Hey, the Red Wings are five, three and two got 12 points. We're one point out of a playoff spot in the Atlantic. We're battling with some good fucking teams, dude. The Bruins are lights out. The Lightning are the Lightning. Toronto's struggling. We all know that. Florida's struggling a little bit. And the Sabres are cooking. They kicked our ass the other night. I think the Sabres are that team that you got to gun for. The Lightning and the Bees, they're probably locked in there. And you got to believe at some point, Florida and Toronto are both going to figure it out. I mean, the Maple Leafs, they, I know Mitch Marner, he's getting benched. And they're talking about Sheldon Keefe. Dude, the Leafs. There's way too much talent on that team. Austin Matthews, he slow start. Started slow last year, scored 50. Thank you, Spitting Chicklets, for that fact. I think Biz specifically. You got to believe that a team with that much talent on it, likewise with Florida, is going to come along eventually. Florida made that trade for Kachuk for a reason. They wanted to get better. They thought it made them better. I know they're down early, but, like, these teams are loaded. And it's still, you know, we're only ahead of them by a point, so it's not like anybody's running away with everything. You just got to try keep winning every night. And the Red Wings are doing all they need to do. Just stay afloat. Just hang around. Hang around all year. If you're in the fourth spot in the Atlantic all year, hey, that's all you need. And then we'll have three, four games at the end of the season where if you get hot, fuck it, we might make a playoff spot. But happy with the Wings. Happy that there's a team that's A, fun to watch, B, properly executing a rebuild, C, has fun young players, a lot of them, D is overcoming adversity. No Verana, no Bertuzzi. This team is still finding a way to win some hockey games and hang around. And E isn't the fucking worst. How about that? How about just being all right? How about just winning sometimes? Isn't it a beautiful fucking thing? So shout out the 96-97 Cup champs. Shout out the um, Billy Huso. Shout out Lucas Raymond. Shout out Dylan Larkin. I love you. He got the empty netter. Little pad the stats there. I love the Red Wings. Quick break. We'll talk Michigan at, I mean, Michigan at Rutgers. Do I even need to take a break? I guess we'll take a little bit of a break. Michigan at Rutgers this weekend. It's funny because this is kind of similar to the Lions and and, uh, MSU. I mean, there is, (laughs) it's similar in the way that like, I don't have shit to say. What do you want me to come on here? Oh, Rutgers is going to win. Fuck no. Rutgers is going to get killed. It sucks. I wish there was like, oh, this will be an interesting game. This will be fun to watch. 
Rutgers is going to win this game. Rutgers is going to get steamrolled, man. You think Michigan, after beating MSU the way they did and all that shit that went down in the tunnel, and they can – dude, I'm salivating. These guys can taste Ohio State. You think they're going to let Rutgers get in the way? Oh, it's on the road. There's going to be 20 people there, bro. They're going to smoke Rutgers. Rutgers, who just lost 31 zip to Minnesota, is going to even keep it close for a quarter against these guys. Forget about it. Michigan's going to steamroll Rutgers. They're going to move to 9 0. They're going to get one week closer to playing Ohio State. And that's it. I mean, there's really nothing to say. There's no. There's no matchup breakdown. You, let's look at the offensive line of Michigan versus the defensive line of Rutgers. All right. Um, Michigan's offensive line is way fucking better. Let's look at the running back room of Rutgers versus the running back room of Ma- Blake Corum's way better. You could combine all of Rutgers players into a superhuman. I'll take Blake Corum. Let's look at the quarterback. Really? You even dare? The defense, it doesn't matter. Like, what? what is there to talk about? They're going to smash Rutgers. Nebraska is going to come to the big house. That game might be a little interesting just because, I don't know, big program, Nebraska, they travel well. Ann Arbor's a great college town, so I think there will be a lot of Nebraska fans in the house. Maybe a bit of a letdown. You smashed Rutgers. You're now another week removed from Michigan State. And now you're looking ahead. Obviously, Ohio State lies at the end, but they'll have Illinois the week before, which Illinois is coming to the big house, but that's going to be a big fucking game. For Illinois, if they beat MSU Saturday and then they win their next one, that's going to be a massive fucking game. They might be ranked in the top 10 at that point if a couple other teams lose. That's going to be a massive fucking game for the Illini. Now, I'm sure Michigan will be favored by a decent margin. I'm sure they won't be quite as nervous for that as they were for a bad Michigan State team. But that'll be a game that Michigan has to get up for. That'll be a Michigan game where maybe there is something to talk about. We can talk a little bit about Chase Brown and the run game they got against this defense. We can talk about the quarterback play of Illinois. Couldn't tell you who the QB is, but I'll read. I'll figure it out. I'll watch some highlights. We can talk about what the Illinois defense can do to maybe slow up Michigan's run game. When that comes around, sure. There's nothing to talk. Michigan playing Rutgers? You want to talk about where to eat before the game if you're making the trip to Piscataway? I'm sure there's great delis everywhere. Probably a couple bagel shops. What else do you want to talk about? It's probably going to rain. Greg Schiano's their coach. The Scarlet Knights, their mascot. Tony Soprano went there. I don't. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. I don't know. It's funny to me. Like, <clears throat> what do they do on the Big Ten Network? Like the Big Ten Network panel this week, Michigan Rutgers. Are they going? Oh, you look at you look at Rutgers' rushing per game, the rush yards per game. Well, they could do this. No, they're not. No, they're not. Nobody in their right mind is picking Rutgers to win this game. Michigan State last week. Yeah, if you pick, there's something to talk about because it's the big rivalry because MSU gets up for it. We're a bad team. We shouldn't have won that game, but there's something to talk about. There's a couple storylines. Rutgers is a bad team. They shouldn't win this game. There's nothing to talk about. They don't have a frisky QB. They played Maryland uh, at the beginning of the season, Michigan did, and it was, hey, they should beat them. It's at the big house, but there's a couple things to talk about. Talia Tagovailoa is fun. He makes some plays. He doesn't give a fuck that you're the University of Michigan. He wants to hang 50 on you. He's not afraid to throw it up against Will Johnson. It doesn't fucking matter who you are. Rutgers doesn't have that guy. Rutgers doesn't have any guys. They're Rutgers, dude. Who fucking cares? Michigan's going to go in. It's going to be like 45 to 10, maybe. 
be great for Rutgers if they scored that much. Michigan's going to move to 9-0. and They're going to go into Nebraska the following week, probably going to beat them too, move to 10-0, and and then they're going to host Illinois, and then we can talk. And then we can talk because obviously the dragon lays ahead, although the dragon was slain last year. It feels a little different. It feels a little different for Michigan, although they're the ones with the bragging rights and the most recent victor of the game. It does feel a little different. Like when Ohio State was on that run, every time they played Michigan, it was like, all right, well, I mean, you guys are going to beat Michigan again, of course. But even though Michigan won last year, it does almost, it's weird. It feels like Ohio State is still the dragon to be slain, at least in my mind. I don't know. Maybe Michigan fans, and I don't mean this like, fuck Michigan. I don't, I really don't care. Maybe Michigan fans are feeling otherwise. Maybe Michigan fans are going, no, I think. I think we, I feel good against Ohio State. I think we're going to win the game. I think we're going to go to Columbus, run the football on them, and shut CJ Stroud down, and we're going to win the game. Maybe. And there's a chance that that happens. I mean, that shit happened last year. Michigan's run game, their offensive line might even be better. I think your quarterback play, or at least the potential for it, is better. Although I didn't love JJ against Michigan State. I was, as an MSU fan, I was like, please make JJ throw. Please make JJ make plays. I really want JJ to be the guy with the ball, not Blake Corum. So I don't know. Maybe you feel like your defense can shut out or shut down Ohio State again. I don't know. But as a third party, a guy who doesn't really care, Michigan, Ohio State, doesn't matter. I'm going to make a Big Ten champion shirt either way. It does still feel like Ohio State's the dragon. It does still feel like the chips on Michigan's shoulder. Just my observation. But they'll be looking ahead to that game, and they got an Illinois team who will be hungry. An Illinois team who wants to prove themselves against a big boy opponent like Michigan, and they got games to win so they can make it to Indy, and after they, in their minds, hopefully beat Michigan, take out Ohio State and make the college football playoff or the Rose Bowl or whatever the case may be. So the final two for Michigan will be fun, but these next two, what are you? what is there to talk about? Is there any Michigan fan? Like, if you're a U of M fan listening right now, God no. There are no state fans who want this. But if you're a Michigan fan listening right now, are you like seeking out, can I get some game analysis on this Rutgers game? Or do you just want it to kick off, punch him in the mouth, beat him by 30 and go home? I mean, that's all it is. So they should have a, you know, they should have a time. Michigan should feeling better about themselves. Corum padding the stats, making a march to New York. Perhaps might have to make a shirt if he does. Listen, business is business. This man... Tom, this man's taking it. Will you take it? Fuck, what's the line? Tom, it's only business, and this man is taking it. Very personal. Fuck, I butchered that. God damn it, and I love that movie. Um, If you get the reference, you're a real one. A lot of people should get that one. Anyways, that's all I got this week. I, I really do need to hit the road. So I appreciate everybody who listens. Please subscribe, like on YouTube, share it, tell your friends about it. A lot of people who say you should be on 97.1. Fuck 97.1. Although I don't really mean that. I don't care. They're fine. Whatever. But the, we're, we're going to be the new 97.1, the Detroiter. This is the place for Detroit sports. So check it out. Um, share it. Tell your friends. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate everybody who, like I said, interacts, sends messages, shares it with your friends, listens, whatever the case is. I appreciate it. If you're a Michigan fan, I'm going to re-release the 2022 design I made. I think I sold it back in September for a weekend. I'm going to re-release it, special edition, Paul Bunyan in Ann Arbor version. So you should love it. If you missed out on the original version, you're going to love this one. So keep those eyes peeled this weekend. It's a must-have. It's a must-have for Michigan fans, certainly, after getting Paul Bunyan back for the first time in three years. So check that out. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. 
have fun, spend time with people you love being around, do something new. I don't know, dude. That's my motivation. Um, talk to you guys next week.